see. Yeah, this this camera that I'm using, this webcam, is basically the equivalent of any movie where they order a beer in a bar, and you just go in they go, "Give me a beer," and the bartender doesn't ask what kind; he just pours it. <laughs> I was on Amazon, and I was like, uh, "I just need to get a new webcam." Webcam, buy it. I, I didn't really look at the details, except that it was 1280 by 720 quality. So that's all I all I cared about. That's what I did. Like I just googled like best webcam, and then I got it, and then I started like going on YouTube to like find out how to, you know, sync it up with my Mac and, and whatever. And it was like, don't get this one. Get the one that came out the year before. I'm like, you always. I know. It always happens that way. And I like when people ask you what kind, like people, you know, they know we have a podcast. They'll ask like, well, how, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. What's your setup? What mic do you use? And all of a sudden, I jump into like professional mode. Like I know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You just want to use the. Uh, let me just Google this. Yeah, yeah. The, the 1280, uh, the 7D DSLR. Is that a six thousand dollar camera? Yes, it is. If you want to play with the big boys, you got to spend the big money. Oh, really? No, no. I don't know what it is. Johnny asked me that the other week. He's like, that camera's sick. What is it? I was like, I'll find out as soon as you find out. Let's let's find out together. I don't know. <laughs> my uh, my buddy Kev Smith, he was one of my grooms. You know, my buddy lives in Texas. Oh yeah, great guy. He's doing a um, he's doing a podcast YouTube channel on his you know the company that he works with. You know the the industry oh, yeah. that's in the container industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he like sent me this email and he was like, "Here's what we have. We're using this camera, these mics, and da da da." I'm like, "Good, but you're gonna use your telephone, right?" And I know you know this. If you record something on your phone versus a webcam, it'll show up differently on YouTube. Like it'll have the black bars next to you. Like yeah. it won't it won't translate to everything that you watch it on if you film it on your phone. No. And I just, oh. didn't know how to say that. To you know, like I had to like Google. I'm like, what is the word? Like it doesn't transfer, it doesn't you the know the aspect ratio is off. I did that today. I filmed a video when I got my hair cut of the, uh, the, the stylist that cuts my hair was like, hey, do you want it like pointing the tip? And I was like, yeah, like, like a shark fin because I'm a shark. And she goes, you're sharktastic. And I go, can I film that for, for online? She goes, yeah, go ahead. I was like, just do the same thing over. And I didn't hold the phone horizontally. I held it vertically. So now when I'm like – I was editing it right before the show. You have to put like – a blurred background on the back or something so it doesn't look like this because those black bars are death right i know unless you can put like logos or like yeah you know. yeah something but tweet us at the underscore podcast so i want to get your your thoughts are we um are we going to dive into the the rise of uh, skywalker tonight um i want to get your thoughts on this because the movie that the world is talking about this week is of course Cats, musical, TV musical. Have you seen the reviews? They're awful. Have you read that, any of the reviews? Like they're hilarious. They're getting. It's getting bombarded. It's Bash. so bad. People are like not even. The people in the movie aren't even like tweeting about it anymore. They're not promoting it. They're just like, this is bad. Like Taylor Swift is getting like lynched about her performance. Oh really? Which I haven't seen it. She could be great. I'm sure her voice sounds wonderful. I haven't I, heard anything about her. I've just heard that. The reviews are bad, but I'm like, why? First of all, the title is called Cats. 
Yeah. Other, other than you and I, for the most part, cats aren't the most popular of the two popular pets. You know, like dog. Right. And most people are dog people. People like to make fun of cats, but I think it takes superior intelligence to bond with a cat and that's why most people don't like them because they're average and dogs are stupid um and egyptians. you can train them. yeah no egyptians like the cats i mean there's a there's a something to be said about that also too cats is a musical that was written by andrew lloyd weber who did fan of the opera i mean it's not like it's a new script it's the same story so like i don't think it can be that bad but like i don't is it about it's I, I've never seen it, but I know the premise is there's like this clan of cats and they're trying to like save something or someone like some other cat. And there's like a tribal kind of group. There's like two different groups of cats. Oh. And that's that's all I really know. I've never seen okay. it. So it's like good guys versus bad guys. Something like that. Yeah, but with, I don't cats. I, I don't know how it could be awful. Like it's it's a musical of pre-written stuff. Unless the acting in between is bad, I just I don't know. The main the main feedback I've heard is that it doesn't translate from Broadway to film uh, because if you uh, you know as you know on a stage there's like a lot of room for a lot to be going on at once. Yeah, and right. In the in the play, apparently off to the side, cats are doing other shit like around the main you yeah. know, scene that. Right. It's not extremely crucial to the story, but some of it is. Yeah, that, I guess you missed that in the movie, right? I guess that the I guess the translation was lost. <laughs> I do I do think it's hard to do Broadway to movies a lot though. Like it just doesn't work. They're written for the stage, and if you put it in a movie, they try to make it cinematic. Like sometimes it works, like Les Misérables and things like that. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like right. I I don't know. I don't like really like to see musicals. Um, no, I don't like to watch movies where every unless it's a Disney movie where every two seconds there's like a song because because then I forget that it's a musical and I'm like interested in the story and then they're like clouds never laughed before and then you're like oh okay it's a song right. and, if and if you don't like the song they're usually like five minutes long they're usually like kind of lengthy <laughs> songs five is ambitious usually they're more they go on and on and you're like and it's almost it, and a, a song kicks in in a scene right before. One sentence could deliver the emotion that the character and like the the the, the issue the character's facing, but instead you get this like drawn out after like ten right. seconds of the song. You're like, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah. Let it go, let it go, go. keep away. going, let it go. I get it. And yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of singing. And you're right though. In a, in like a cartoon when they sing, animation can animation can really hold your attention because you know there's no rules but in like a movie or a play you're like i just have to look at this person's face yeah what is this song it's like why in like the little mermaid when ariel's singing it's a simple song it's like you know uh part of their world and it's just a simple song but they make it the animation and the lighting and, and like all the little gadgets and the fish and stuff like it works but yeah through live action it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. I think we should shy away from that. And also, I wanted to bring up John. Uh, it's well, I, almost, the... I almost want to go see Cats because of how bad everyone. I want to see why yeah. it's so bad. That that that's like reverse marketing. It makes you want to see it now. Right. Somebody, one of my buddies, uh, posted uh, something on Facebook about 
uh, his thoughts on Star Wars. He's a big Star Wars fan like you. And and uh, he goes, I'm going into the movie now and I am not reading anything in fear of spoilers or something. And somebody commented, are you seeing Bombshell or Cats? And he's like, ha, huh, very funny. And then somebody else said something about Cats. Before you know it, this whole thread was taken over by how bad Cats was. And I'm like, it can't, it can't be that bad, truly. Yeah, I know. Right, exactly. Like, like, what expectations do you have anyway? It's called Cats. I mean, come on. Like, is it that bad? <clears throat> that is a great topic, perhaps for another show. Yeah. The I, expectations I w- that people just, for some bizarre reason, put. I was trying to compare it to something, and you and I were kind of talking about how it's sort of like pizza or sex. It's A movie is something that you should have no expectation for. No. You should just go in, you take what they give you, and that's that. Yeah, enjoy getting, it. Getting, like, angry about it and, like, taking it with you somewhere else in, like, a non-productive way, you know, because I can understand inspiration. You go and see a movie and you take it with you right. for the rest of your life and it, like, and you apply what you took from it to, like, constructive things. But yeah. when you're just, like, mad about things, it's, it's like... It's like, they do a better one. You, <laughs> they make a better film if you're so so great at filmmaking. Like, go ahead and make one. Right. It happens all the time too. People get angry. They're just like, "What? What is the?" I remember Aquaman. Someone's like, "DC, DC stands for doesn't care anymore." I'm like, "Well, actually, it's three letters." Um, but they were so angry about it. I'm like, "You know," and I like Aquaman a lot. I like Jason Momoa. He made a billion. Yeah, he does. I think he's great. He's like an environmentalist. He cares about like the oceans. Like I think he's an awesome dude. What expectations do you have? It's about a superhero underwater that's been established for like fifty years. What? How could you have done any better? It's so funny when people get angry about movies. That's why. That's why the the last two Avenger movies. Why I like have been so like vocal about how impressed I am because I went into those movies. Without expectations, just like, all right, well, it's a superhero. It's almost like an obligation of mine to, like, go and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, what they de- and what they delivered was so beyond any sort of expectation I may have had that, like, I'm like, holy shit, like, these guys really figured it out. But still. Yeah, yeah it works. Every time I go, I don't expect it to to blow my brains out. I I'm just like, here's somehow a whole bunch of people got together and worked together for six months and like, here's this thing that they made. And it works. It works very well. People, uh, Terry Gilliam, the director who did like 12 Monkeys and Fear and Loathing, he's done a bunch of, bunch of, oh, bunch of movies. He came Fear out today Fear. talking about how Black Panther, uh, the film angered him because he doesn't think the people went to Africa and that it's not a good film for black people to look up to or something like that. He he's like a he's like a quote away from being like blacklisted. He's really teetering on the offense. But the director of um, Black Panther came out again and tweeted. Actually, we we did go to he's he's black. Um, what's the guy's name? The guy Forget his name. It's a cool it's a cool name. Yeah, he's done like he did Fruitvale Station. Um, he did like a lot of like African American films. He's a great director. But he came out. He's like, actually, we did go to Africa, and we did a lot of research in Africa on this film. And Terry Gilliam was like backpedaling. He's like, uh, well, you know, uh, you're giving like false hope to black people. I'm paraphrasing here. And uh, 
you know, they're, you're you're they're focusing on the, all this bullshit, and I'm like, what what did you expect out of this film? Like, if anything, uh, the film Black Panther might give people hope. If not, it, it'll give them entertainment. I don't know how you can spin the negative on this, but that's just another point of people, you know, that like to just like poke at things. See, he's probably just jealous that his career's kind of kind of washed up at this point, and. I he's was, not making a billion dollars a film, and he's like, well, "Watch my movie." Yeah, right. I, I I thought Black Panther. That was a movie that I kind of forced myself to watch because it's I was a just great like, flick. I was like, "Oh God, Black Panther!" Like that's such a odd character, considering there was like a group in the '60s called the Black Panthers who right. were known to kind of maybe be violent. I don't know. I could be wrong again. Yeah. Who I got my no no they were a violent from, group. A bunch that of helps bunch of white people. Yeah, it helps with marketing. But I was just like, gosh, is that the only black character that they came up with? Black Panther? It's funny. Like, that's so uncreative. It's not creative. And then I was on a flight, uh, you know, and it was like a long flight, and that movie's like almost three hours. I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And it's fucking awesome. It's so and guess good. what? It shows you the position America is in. This country that has all this power. Yeah. It's like, Oh, should we really just let everyone know and help everyone or should we protect what we have because fuck right. it's kind of hard to help the world it's an analogy of yeah. like American imperialism we're getting really deep here in the dick cutting into yeah. radio <laughs> um, but yeah I thought it was, I think it's a great film but it's just funny when people get so angry about movies it's like yeah. it, it takes a lot to get me to really bash a movie or like walk out it would have to be like offensive on a religious level or something like that, you know, otherwise it's like, it is good. Here's, here's my, here's what makes me angry with a movie. Uh, now look, I'm not a filmmaker, but I know what they're doing. You know, like I know the steps involved to, uh, now look, I don't know every single step, but I know basically from a to Z, what you have to do to make, a picture that moves and tells a story with sound. A picture. You know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, we know we know the steps. Like, this is this is a tough process, right? And, it and takes, it's expensive. It takes like a year to make something that lasts two hours. Like, just look yeah. at that. You know what I mean? Like, you can spend a week on a scene that's a minute. Toy Story, the original, took like four years to make because it was so new, and it, it was literally like four years. It was like 1992 they were like recording Tom Hanks' dialogue for a 1995 movie. And if I can watch a movie and go, oh, they, they are mailing this in. They either were rushed or they were just lazy. If I can see that in a film, then to me it's bad because it's like, if you didn't pour yeah. everything you have into this thing, I'm gonna notice. I'm gonna see the lazy, the laziness. Yeah, and you're gonna know. There's only one movie that I really like. I went to a theater. It was produced by a major, you know, production company, and uh, it had characters that people know. X Men: Rise Ronin. of the Rise of the Phoenix. I thought you were gonna say Ronin Forty Seven, <laughs> the hundred fifty million dollar movie that like nobody <laughs> went to. The last X Men movie under the Fox property, uh, Rise of the oh, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, not only did every scene seem like they filmed it once, you know, like in one take, the pacing of it had no 
there was nowhere to settle and attach. It, it, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And it was jumbly. And then it ended. And for the first 40 minutes, the first 40 minutes of the rise of Skywalker, that's how I felt. And I was getting really angry. Oh yeah. And, and then Lando Calrissian shows up. Lando. And I swear it shifts into the craziest movie I've ever seen in my life. And by crazy, I just mean J.J. Abrams had an impossible task. He was brought in late. It was supposed to be Chris Terrio. And because The uh, Last Jedi did so bad with the fans, Disney panicked. They brought J.J. Abrams in. And, sorry. I thought you were blazing up. I thought you were actually like, oh, you had to stop mid-sentence to blaze up. I thought you were getting the... The vape pad. You're like, oh, sorry, hold on. It's like, oh, wow, he really needs a fix. No, that would just give me more cotton mouth, and I wouldn't be able to talk. Uh, Dick me. J.J. Abrams was brought in late to do this movie after Last Jedi, which I thought was a great movie. Look, we didn't get God I just watched Luke it. Skywalker. We didn't get God version Luke, but that was how we saw Luke last you can't be this. You have to change. He has to change. There has to be something different. He can't just be the Luke from Return of the Jedi. Thirty years have gone no, by. That's 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 kind of There's a sad be approach. A conflict. Yeah, you right? can't do the same thing. Otherwise, it looks like a nostalgia trip. Exactly, and that's it'll why look I like thought, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Hundred percent. And while. I didn't like things that JJ set up that Ryan just killed. He just ended. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I won't get into the details, but there were storylines set up by JJ Abrams that Ryan Johnson just squashed. And it was like, oh, you dick. We were supposed to see the culmination of that in the, the Rise of Skywalker, but you've ended it. You like aren't allowing it. So now Abrams has to like rewrite his original idea because when he wrote the first one, he had an outline for how it would all end, just because he's, you know, he's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yeah, of course. And he, had, he had to wipe all those away. Carrie Fisher dies. She was supposed to be way more important in this movie, and she dies. And then you hear, well, they actually had this footage from The Force Awakens of Carrie Fisher, and they're going to just reshape us, the scenes around her uh, to, to include her in the movie. And they right. did that, and, and they did that really well. It worked. But guess, but guess what, dude? The whole time, everyone knows not only is she dead, but everyone knows that they used old footage and, and bent it into this movie. So you're analyzing, you're looking at it differently, yeah. and you can tell. But yeah, if you, you didn't you can... know. You know what I mean? If you didn't know ahead of time, I don't think you would have been able to tell because it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I'm wondering if you if you went in there like oblivious to it, like you were living under a rock and you saw that what yeah. your thoughts would be. It, it probably would get past a lot of people. Yes, it would probably get past most people. It's like one of those things like, where I don't know, like when someone tells you, "No, this is my natural hair color," and then you see a picture of them with gray hair, and then you look at them again and you're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's totally fake." Now that or I'm looking. Or if a girl's iceberging you and you see her, and you're like, "Hello." Like, I knew it. Now you look back, at, look back at the tip of the iceberg, and you're like, "Oh, I knew it." Just the tip. Um, it's true. So, the storylines, though, I'm sorry, go on. No, go ahead. The storylines are interesting. J.J. Uh, Abrams 
said in a recent interview when when George George Lucas, by the way, is like this old guy that sold the car that he loved and is still hanging out with the owner that bought the car and is like, you should really like flush the transmission this way. And they're like, okay, all right. No, no, forget that. George Luke George Lucas is the guy that sold this beautiful house that he made or this beautiful business that he created, sold it for all this cash and is still like on the board of directors showing up once in a while. Like, Hey, uh, you know, why don't we do this and this? And they're kind of like, yeah, out of respect, we'll, we'll talk to you. Um, and he's the, he's he's an angry old man. He's the guy who had a dog and he just didn't have time for his dog. So he gave the dog away to like his nephew or, you know, like a relative, and right. then now when he sees them at parties, he's like, "Oh, uh, everyone seems to love that dog. Uh, it's probably because of me." Are you? Yeah. Are you I, feeding the dog what I would feed him? Yeah. But J.J. Uh, Abrams said in a recent interview that they. I'm sorry, Bob Iger said in an interview that when they bought the rights to um, uh, Lucasfilms to Star Wars, that they knew going in there they were gonna throw out his ideas and start over. And maybe use some of them, but they did it out of respect. Like the, all of the stuff of of George Lucas consulting the Star Wars is out of respect, um, and they didn't use his ideas for these uh, this last film. And he was bitter about it, and he didn't show up at the premiere. He was like the only one person that was not deceased in all of like the original cast that did not show up. Like Harrison Ford was there. Uh, it was like Carrie Fisher, um, George Lucas, and Maybe Alec, Alec Guinness uh, and if, Hayden, and yeah, right, they Anakin. didn't show up, um, and I and it's because he's like bitter about this, this this thing. But it's like you you sold this film, and I wonder if that guy is buyer's remorse or seller's remorse. He had he had something in his contract where he was like a um, like a consultant, but that doesn't mean right. I mean, that that's like a made up word. That's just kind of like yeah, you can like advise us, but like we're not obliged to take anything that you any of your advisement right you know, we don't have to take any of it like it's just there like we'll listen yeah to but yeah he got four billion for it and um yeah, i made a good chunk of change we all saw the prequels and we all really didn't like the prequels so who the fuck knows what george lucas would have come up with i mean the whole star wars idea was like he took four different genres and smashed them so together bad. which was awesome but then in Empire Strikes Back, he didn't write it. And uh, Return of the Jedi, no. Spielberg. Spielberg was like all over it. So All over it. And then he went and did the prequels, and they were just a show-off of special effects that if you That's look at it now, it looks really bad. Like, I just it's watched amazing them all. how aged it is. I watched them all last weekend with a fresh pair of eyes um, back-to-back. And uh, it's just amazing how cheesy they get like especially in uh revenge of the sith and attack of the clones it's just uh, just so bad dude it and the like, love you, scenes and hayden christensen's acting is like oh, awful and and even natalie portman who's yeah natalie portman who i love i think she's great even her acting in there where she's like you know as queen we must assemble forces they're like yes your majesty and it's like She's like a 14-year-old kid, and then it's, it's, it's so, just so weird. weird. It's so weird that with all the confidence you would have in making these prequels, okay. like, I already, I already have my audience coming, you would think the dialogue, he would t- take so much time on it because the dialogue 
in the original trilogy is so good and like not cheesy like ever. It's so weird. It's yeah. Like, it's right. like not a movie with like catchphrases. It was like a movie that like created catchphrases. And and the prequels oh, were a billion just like, of them. The prequels were all just like nothing but generic one-liners, you know, and so and it was like it was like it just proved that like the technology advancement had nothing it had like really no effect if we don't really care about what they're talking about. Oh, however, yeah. however, I went back and rewatched the prequels recently. And there are some moments in them that are among the best moments in the whole story. Yeah, the um, pod especially, race. Especially with Yoda, the pod race. The, if you watch the pod race, it was made on iMovie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the scene where Yoda fights um, mm. uh, um, yeah. Darth uh, Sidious, um, the yes. Emperor, where he yes. fights him, is like awesome because it's little Yoda. Fights Terror. Dooku. Palpatine. Jumping all around, but like in, in so Attack good. of the Clones, fights uh, and, it's got Mace, and it's got Mace Windu and the purple lightsaber. You can't beat that. And when they kill, when I see, I never saw Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith ever before. I've only seen Phantom Menace, and it was like originally. So when I watched it, I, I realized, oh, that's how Palpatine got all disfigured from Mace. It was Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park. See, uh, Mace Windu is, uh, like a special type of Jedi. He's the only one who has a purple lightsaber because he can harness the, the light and the dark side. And that's how he was able to overpower uh, the emperor. Like he, really? like he was about to like fuck him up. And then Anakin came in and he was like yeah. a chief Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. He was like one of the top Jedi, which is like a bummer because you didn't get a lot of them. I'm going to need some double sided tape. Benjamin Moore, grade A paint. Um, when, you, when you mentioned a minute ago, you talked about the memorable quote. Star Wars is a movie that creates quotes. If you go back and watch A New Hope, I watched it um, again last night for, for the first time in, in a while. How many quotes in that movie are now cliches today that are used in like every movie? It's like, how are we getting out of here? And I don't like the looks of that. And right. great idea. Now what's your this. plan? I got a bad feeling about this. There's so many quotes that you forget. Oh, yeah, that was from Star Wars. But because they're so, like, memorable, they're used and spoofed and redone in pretty much everything. It's amazing. Um, but when you when we talk about, like, the, the prequels, though, I, I feel like George Lucas got so ambitious and decided to put so much stuff in here to like be like yo this is going to be great he overlooked little things like dialogue and uh you know character development i mean hayden christensen is kind of just he's just bad in that and that where you know when he throws his uh throws something down and he's just like but he was my master and everything and you're like ah oh, that's that's darth vader really? oh right yeah he's like he's holding me back he's holding me back He's holding me back. I think uh, the the Phantom Menace should have started off with him as that age, and you know, or like maybe like the first ten minutes he's the little boy, but then he's that age boy. that he is in Attack of the Clones in the pod race, and he's a teenager then where you can get annoyed by him, but then in Attack of the Clones he would become the guy that he is in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, you know, without becoming the 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 Jedi. You know, like you prolong him being this awesome jedi you know oh, longer yeah. 
I, I agree. Until... I think that would be good. There was cool foreshadowing in those movies, though. When yeah. he, he gets like kind of angry at points, and they 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 throw waves of John Williams's Imperial March like theme, like oh, like yeah. layered, like slightly. Yeah, you're like, like you're like that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool when they do that. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's funny the direction. But just to the point of George Lucas wanting to consult, J.J. Abrams said in a recent interview that um, you know they he J.J. Abrams by the way is very um, he's very eloquent and. Uh, very, yeah. He's just a stand-up guy in the way he speaks. He's not like, yeah. oh, we threw it out. He goes, we want to learn. The bottom line is, to make a long story short, is they threw out what George Lucas wants to do, the ideas, because they, they probably weren't good, or they, the studio didn't think they were good. They did their own thing, but they still met with him out of respect. And J.J. Abrams said in a recent interview, um, we really wanted to take his ideas and turn them into their own um, you know, their own way and accompany them with, with, uh, to, uh, with what we did in order to make it special and carry on his message and his feeling. And basically it was a nice way of saying, like, he's a legend. I love this guy. We didn't use his shit because it sucked, but, but we wanted to, like, incorporate his ideas in different ways. It was, like, a really nice right. way of showing respect to, to, that, to, to, to the director, to George Lucas, I mean. Right, like I feel like he probably said something like, you know, I don't know, uh, make sure all the guys have green coats. And they were like, no, that's not going to work. But they put little green patches on the shoulder. Right, yeah. You know, like they used a piece of like what his suggestion was, but just like not the whole, nothing to do with the overall, you know, plot. Pretty Um, cool. I wanted to talk about the leaks. Yeah. And anybody watching this right now knows that knows about the leaks because if you're as big a fan enough to click on this video then you had to have stumbled upon the leaks because the leaks is something I wanted nothing to do with but there are you're so many there are so many channels that were posting like they were posting about the leaks and I click on them just not believing them but then there was this period of time from like August to October when there was all these rumors about reshoots going on and all the leaked information was like twisted through it. Yes. And all the leaks were true. Yeah. Why did people do that? Every single spoiler. Like I want to know if JJ was so just so occupied with landing this ship. Yeah. That he Boy. that he for like the first time in his life was like, I don't care. I, I don't care if we keep this all a secret. Don't say anything in the interviews, but I'm just not I just can't be this babysitter of of you know information. Also, too, leaking is very dangerous. If you're involved in a major studio and they find that back that that came from you, I mean even screeners, um I borrowed Richard Jewell from somebody. I haven't watched it yet. I'm really excited to see it. You said it was great. A screener from someone, and it was really like, awesome. If you leak this, I like I'll lose my job. And I was like, I'm not leaking your video. Like I know, I just have to disclose this. Like it is right. so. If that if, if a leak ever comes back to somebody in the industry from a film project as big as Star Wars, like you're done. You're black. Yeah. You might even face like criminal charges. Like it's bad. Right, like there is this piece of shit on YouTube who all he does is is a show about Star Wars leaks. And I, I, just, I can't believe he's still on the air. Like I can't believe he still has a channel. Can't believe Disney hasn't just like 
step yeah, I'm on. surprised. Like, their big yellow shoe. Surprised the mouse house didn't like pull that plug. Yeah. Um, so that really sucked because there were major parts in the movie. Um, th- there were parts that I didn't know. You know, like the leaks weren't like word for word the entire two and a half hour movie. Uh, but they they did hit major plot points. Um, not the very very end though. Actually, not the last yeah. twenty. Not the last twenty minutes. Okay. And not a part that there was a part where everyone was like, "That's how this character goes." And that was the only one that was wrong. Uh, this, and I won't, I won't spoil it for you because you haven't seen it. That would be funny if you, in your description of leaking something, leaked it. You're like, uh, it was really weird. Like, watch this clip of the of the ending of the movie. And I'm like, John, you just leaked it. You're like, I'm making a point. And it's like, but we saw, tweet us. I'm contradicting <laughs> a leak. Pretty amazing. Um, but it, that's just what we get now with spoilers and... Uh, the yeah. internet and you know the shared information. Uh, I just wish, I just wish people weren't so. Stupid. I don't know. I don't know what to call them. Like, what are they? Uh, they're people that wish they were a Rats. part of that action, and are not. So they're like, oh, I'm just gonna leak it. It's like the guy that wasn't invited to the surprise party and finds out and tells the person whose party it's for. It's like, there's a party for you. Why'd you tell me? Because I'm a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right. That's why. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible human being. That's exactly. why we're going to do it. Um, um, all in all, I loved it. It was so. It was just insane. It, it was crazy, and I felt hungover Friday from the movie. Uh, nice. I think I, I blinked four times. I cannot wait to see it again. And yeah, they there are moments that do kind of go like this to uh, The Last Jedi. Because oh. of because of what they you know the, all the all the plot points that they just stomped uh, and didn't continue that were set up in the previous movie, they kind of they kind of hop skip over. And, I want to I want to know what it is. I'm curious about that. I'm going to see it Christmas Day with my brother. We're going to go see it oh, together. Beautiful. Be, yeah, it should be good. I I did hear from somebody um, that really enjoys the franchise that the first half of the film feels like by the way i love the sixers uh the sixers shirt you're wearing i i it's 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 awesome i feel like somebody said they felt like the first half of the film was jj abrams way of making up for the last jedi and um doing all the things he wish he would have done in that movie is that true is that accurate um yeah but well no i mean it's somewhat accurate in that, it wasn't in a bad way. It was just like the first. No, half exactly. Kind of like they made up for the Last Jedi and did things that it was his way of explaining. Like I would have done this in the Last Jedi had I did that film. The the other the one thing one of the few things I didn't like about the Last Jedi was that Ray, Finn, and Poe, our our trinity from the the Force Awakens, were all separated and not together again until the last minute of the movie. In this movie, they are together, and when they're together, they're awesome, and That's they're together want. a lot. They're together yeah. a lot. It's so good. All three of them. I like want so much more of them, and we didn't get them together in uh, in Last Jedi, but maybe that was by design to make us love them in this one. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of like the Ninja Turtles when they're split up or on their own. You're like, eh, where's everybody else? You kind of want like the the trio 
Do they? In, uh, in many moments of Lost, when the characters are separated all over the island, and then in those episodes where they all unite, it's like, oh, just oh, episodes. They killed Even my father. Sawyer, they shake hands. Oh, yeah. They go in for the hug because, oh, we're still alive. That show was so good up until they killed off Charlie Pace. And then it just took it down, down, down. Pace. He is in this movie. Uh, he plays, um, uh, you know, like a, a, a rebel, a, a good guy. Yeah. It's a moment where they're trying to translate a, um, like a transmission. He's a just like, just like in the pilot of Lost that right. J.J. Abrams wrote at the end of the episode. Remember Charlie and they're all standing around. Oh, it's yeah. the French transmission. It was kind of like a little Lost nod that only I got. It's awesome. And I think Drive Shaft music was playing in the back. Charlie Pace. He deserved his own spinoff. Rest in peace. Um, I wanted to I wanted to switch gears and bring up something, John. It's approaching 2020. Do you realize that we're going to be back in the 20s, the roaring 20s again? Some oh people are like, "Oh, back in the 20s." It's like, no, we're there. We're in the 20s yeah. again. How fucking weird is that? Yeah, what do you say in the previous 20s? Yeah, in the, the 1920s? What do you say? You have to like say the whole thing now, like in the 1920s the instead 19th. of in the 20s. Yeah, you can't you know, do like, it in the 20s. In the 30s is when it'll be fun because we'll say, uh, like back in the 20s, back in the, the 19th, 20s, 20, 20s. I can the always 90s. get, I can always get, be, I think I can get behind the 1920s and the 2020s and differentiate. What I can't get behind ever is when people talk about the decade from 2000 to 2010 and they're like the O10s or the O or the O's. And it's like, no, just say 2004 or whatever. Like there's no cool uh, way to say that. You just say 2010, 2013. Yeah. And they're like, the 2010s. I'm like, that's too many syllables. The aughts? Because you say the 90s, the 80s, the 20s, the 30s. The 2010s. And aughts. Like, aughts Uh is not, like, like, I don't think we ever use that word ever, other than that. The aughts. How about the O's? That's fine. Yeah, the O's is fine. It is going to be New Year's soon. And I did want to put together some New Year's resolutions. I think we can all get behind um, it's a very quick list, but every year people. Do you make the New Year's resolutions, by the way? No, because I've never stuck with one, so eventually I just gave up. Yeah, same here. I think my New Year's resolutions were always go get go to the gym and go to the gym. I think it was just like become buff, and then after January third, I'm like, fucking hungover. We're not doing this. <laughs> Off to a good start. Off to a good start. I think I don't New do anything bad where I need to change for like. My right. life. I, I have vices that aren't healthy, but it's not like I really I'm need not, to stop myself getting into fights. It's like I'm a pretty good person all around. I don't need to change anything. Like I'm doing okay. I have self control. I haven't like lost, you know, like, gained a ton of weight or you know. Yeah. Like, um, I'm fine. Uh, As I drink and smoke like the fifth beer of the day and just vape up, I'm like I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> wow. Clear. I, I feel like. Um, yeah, New Year's resolutions are they should have been something that you just you don't you shouldn't use the the new year to like make some big change because then you're not going to stick to it. Like you just have to naturally convince yourself or work yourself up to making a change. I agree. The New yeah. Year's thing is such a gimmick. It's such a gimmick and also it sets you up for a bigger letdown. You're like if you when you don't follow through with your New Year's resolution, which you will not, you're like I guess 2020 is done for me. It's like 
You could have done that in August. It doesn't matter. You can do it now. You can do it now. It's not the years don't matter. Right. The date. The date doesn't matter. It just matters that you do it. Time is just something we use to keep track of things. Oh, you is. can change whenever you want. I love that you and I are gonna be in Pennsylvania over Christmas. Oh my and god. Then, yeah, man. For yeah. how long are you gonna be there? It's a quick trip. I'm only there for five days. But I'll be around. I'll be it's around. We'll make it work. From, from when to when? Wednesday to Sunday. What's Sunday? Sunday. Well, Sunday I'm probably off the grid because I'd be getting like ready to yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to know. <laughs> but I, I do like that we are able to retreat back to our, our warm states after the holidays because January in Pennsylvania is miserable um, weather-wise. I remember growing up there after Christmas is done, after New Year's is done, you're in January and there's nothing to look forward to. Except for breaking your New Year's resolution, and it's like six degrees, and I'm like, it's just, it's depressing. It's a legitimate depression. Dude, we're going from the 23rd to the second. Dang. We're gonna be up in that cold ice planet. No, that's for fun though. Like 11 days, it should be fun. That'll be great. Um, but uh, I think like the 26th or the 28th, because I think Sunday is the 29th. Uh, Maybe we can do something. Maybe we oh, can yeah. find, find a time to Are you staying with the, fa- the parents? We'll be with Betty and Jeff for like the most part, and then we'll be at Rise for like a couple days, like for New nice. Year's. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good trip, man. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll, we'll hash something out. Yeah. Show up um, at 6 a.m. and go, hey, Jeff, ah, where are the eggs? And I'll be like, I'm watching the 1980 uh, Eagles-Dallas game. And I was like, let's do it, which he did the other day, and I got involved in that thread. That's awesome. He watches Eagles his old Dallas. games. Oh gosh! He's he just texts me. He's No, he is. I love him. He, I really want his life. His no, no, he John's is. dad's life is what Your I dad's aspire. The real to innovator. Be. They're they're all innovators. Thank you. Oh god, the but, boomers. But, out, the boomers. Out, out. Your time is up. Your time is up. Time but coming up. up with with New Year's, there is some resolutions I think we can all get behind. And I wrote down a short list. Chime in if you uh, agree, disagree, have any thoughts on these. These are um, New Year's resolutions we can all agree with. These are yes, these are New Year's resolutions that we can actually stick to that are achievable. The bar is set low, and I think they'll help everybody out. Okay, number ten: no more political posts. While this is almost impossible during an election year, I get it. It's safe to say we're all pretty trumped out or burned out or whatever your affiliation you are at this point. Let's just do kittens instead and talk about Star Wars. That's it. Uh, we, we can get rid of the political posts. It's not helping anybody. Number nine, yeah, you're right. stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Drink more alcohol. There's nothing like drinking good alcohol to help you around. Number eight, be kind to strangers. You don't have to kiss their ass, but you can say a nice word here and there. It makes everybody's day a little bit better. It Number does. seven, stop being offended at everything. I think if we choose or battles a little bit more carefully from stuff that's actually offensive, we won't have to go back to uh, did Ben Affleck touching a girl's butt in 2002 means he should be blacklisted, things like that. Um, I, think, oh. I think when people get offended, it's like they're afraid of something or they're insecure about something that that thing they're pretending offended them yeah. just like triggered. That's a good I, point. I, yeah, it's it's their own problem. It's like somebody that was in a car accident has like trauma from it. 
and they see like a fast car and they're like, I'm right. offended. That's dangerous. That offends me. Why would you do that? Mm. It's like it's people like fast cars sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, not everybody is a bad driver when they're fast. Good point. Number six, uh, Instagram boomerang photos. It was never cool. <sighs> so it never will be. Well, no. Let's all just stop doing boomerang photos. They're irritating. You said on a show once <clears throat> they can be cool if they're done right, but the only problem is they're never done right. You can't do them right. It's always a cheers. It's always two girls with a cheers. <laughs> Or it's always a cheers glass, or it's the jump up and down. Yeah. <laughs> the girl. And... See, I want to start doing boomerang photos, but of like salacious, awful things. Like, not that I'm really doing them, but like me with a needle in my arm, like. <laughs> or like w- wiping your ass. like. Right. Shooting at a police car. No. Uh, number five, donate $20 a month or any amount of money a month to a charity. That's doing a lot. You'll feel a lot better for yourself. Now, that's a real resolution. Yeah, even if it's like five bucks a month, 10 bucks yeah. a month, that's uh, 120 bucks a year. You'll be doing a lot of good to any charity, a good nonprofit. Uh, number three, chill out a little bit with the GoFundMe. GoFundMe's great if... Grandma uh, is in a car wreck and you have no money and maybe you need the community to help. But really, everybody has a GoFundMe. Every news article I read, it's like, the guy's car window is smashed. A GoFundMe has been created. Right. If it's like money that you need immediately, um, that you have really little control over earning, yeah. then I will I will help you with the GoFundMe. I think that makes of sense. Course. But to go fund your trip to Europe or your new drum set, go fuck yourself. Yeah, work, get work, out of work, some, work some overtime. I, I, and I'm, I'm all about I've donated to GoFundMe before with stuff like, you know, Jake's parents died or something like that. Somebody I know had a heart attack and they really couldn't afford like $300,000 in these surgeries. Like I donated some money. I help out. But I think the pivot point was for me was when a buddy of mine, Jesse – he was a YouTube guy. He's a nice guy. But he put out this GoFundMe to like pay for his acting lessons because he wanted to be like a comedic actor. And he got like four hundred bucks or something on there. And I'm like, dude, get a job. Like give that money back. I, I didn't donate to that. But yes, yeah, things like that. Uh, number two, subscribe to anything from Kingman Productions, Comic John, or the Podcastle. Oh, anything. And that's number one beautiful. Say more prayers. Work on your face. Be good with the big man. It'll take care of you. And that's it. That's 10 New Year's resolutions I think we can all get behind. And I think I even agree with the last one, like, or the, the first one, uh, number one. Because get, yeah. get, right with, get right with the big man, whoever that big man is for you. Right, there's right. Just, even if it's your own, con, you know, your own Jiminy Cricket, uh, just get right. Just be hold. Find someone who's not of this world to hold you accountable. Yeah, it'll help you out a lot. It's, it's so easy to break promises to yourself. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. I break promises before I even finish the sentence. Yeah, I'm gonna do this today. 
I, I did that yesterday. I had this ambitious plan. I was like, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to go <sighs> wrap these presents. I ended up getting drunk off White Claw and, and playing with Xbox. And the Xbox didn't even work. I had to like buy new controllers today for like four hours. I'm like, what, am I, what did I do? I did nothing. Jen finally came in at 9 o'clock p.m. and was like, you know what? I, I don't think you should clean the house today. You should you, do it tomorrow. You deserve your rest. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't. As if I'm still going to do that. As if at 9 p.m. I'm still going to like do this. But I, I feel I had, like I, I had the same day. Same day. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I thought um, I'm going to uh, go get the mulch. Weed, oh. weed the flower bed that uh, we hate, and, and I'm gonna put the mulch. I'm gonna put the mulch down before we leave. Oh, yeah. And then, so then I, uh, I'm in the garage and I open up the trash can, like our old trash can that we like bought, and then a week later the county like supplied giant trash cans, oh, Maggot, nice. maggots, <gasps> and flies and larvae. Oh, larvae! Did you did you gas them? Did you burn them? <clears throat> I was like, well, I can't let this go. You know, no. like, I can't let this slide like I can the mulch. I got to do this now. So I dragged the trash can to the curb, open it up. There's trash inside it that I have to get out and put oh, in other no. trash bags. Oh. And put those in other trash. And there's flies flying all over the place. And I get, I get my new hose that I have with, like, the crazy uh, pistol. Oh, it's like, it's like a... Um... A skin pack. Skin remover, yeah. <laughs> and I spent like an hour just blasting it all down the sewer. And, you know, like Lysol, 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 Lysol spray, scrub spray. And it was like this, the, the super powered spray, you know, level. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm them all off, trying not to vomit as I'm doing it. Oh, what were they from? Just like food or something? I believe food and uh, most likely a dirty diaper that was put in there I was say, when I wasn't home. I was going to say probably a diaper or something like that. Like that trash can, I haven't like looked at it in months because we got a new one. So I you know, emptied everything that was in there and then and put it in the new one. And then someone was here probably either watching Mac or watching Hannah and put it in the wrong trash can. What if they developed into their own like ecosystem in there, and you saw like a little helicopter taking off? Like they evolved, and you're like, "Oh shit, I really." Bombs going off. They're at war. They're like in a civil war. Like that Simpsons. Yeah. Remember that Simpsons where Lisa creates yeah, Lisa. that? Like, yeah, it's like one of those Black going on. It's crazy. So the mulch is. What, what, what do we have to do? Just replace, uh, put the mulch down in the flower beds. Scott's mulch. It's so stupid. I want to rip up the whole thing and just put rocks. Do you like flower beds? No. Is it a lot of work? It's <clears throat> for the most part, it's it's cheap Florida bushes that just are hideous and just grow nonstop. So you have to pay someone to come and trim them. So I'd rather just rip them all out of the ground and be done with them. That's what my aunt and uncle did. They ripped up all their grass and flower beds and they put white rocks. So they have this like white rock yard like Long. it looks kind of weird it's yeah it's just white rocks and like he's like tony it. doesn't want to cut the grass anymore he's never going to again and you're like oh but you're walking on like it feels like the uh, like a hotel like parking lot between like the lobby and the parking lot there's like white rocks that you're like stepping on they're uneven it's weird grandpa how can you play football football in the front yard 
can't can't do it um but i feel like that i feel like nobody's garden is like beautiful unless it's like buckingham palace or something yeah. they're just like old shrubs with like right. webs on them it's all just like, like filler just filler and i uh i don't care and frogs live in there and they're poisonous and they can kill max so sorry are they really and- yeah, there's these crazy toads, bofa toads, I think is what they're called. Okay. And the, if Mac licks them, it's like a human getting bit by a cobra, king cobra. Really? Yeah, within minutes, you're like done. Your you nervous seen them? Wiped. Yes, dude. One of my really good friends, one of what? Heather's bridesmaids, um, Alana, the really short one, she, uh, her dog, T- uh, Brady, Patriots fan, her dog licked one, which like looked away for two seconds, and she said within like five minutes, its tongue was hanging out and its eyes were shut, and it was like going down. And she was like washing its mouth out with water. But oh my god, did did a, a dog survive? Yeah, yeah. She got it to the vet in time, and they pumped it full of whatever and helped it. And then it, it got back on its feet and it won a few more Super Bowls. I was like, uh, yeah, after being cloned six times. <laughs> That's crazy. What are these called? Boba toads? Boba? Bofa? Bofa? Bofa. Wow. Let me... me, me. Bofa toads. Blackle. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Uh, Are you going to watch any... Are you guys going to go to the movies over the holiday break? Because that's always like when it's great to go to the movies. I always found like when you're home at your parents' house, like we're going to the movies today. Bufo toad. Bufo. I want to see... Yikes. Uh... Bombshell. Oh yeah, yes. Holy Megan shit, Pell? man! The trailer they played before Star Wars for that movie with the Billie Eilish song "I'm the Bad Guy." Crazy, like that movie looks so good, and it's with oh, women yeah. who who are so famous in Hollywood, but they made them look just like these women in real it's life. Great. It's amazing. Yeah. All those Kidman, Charlie Theron, Margot Robbie. I mean, that's like it's great. A- anyone's top three. Uh, easily. Hands down. Especially Margot Robbie. Oh, right now. She is so hot right now. She's just so... Like, just, she uh, was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's in Bombshell, and she's in Harley Quinn that comes out in February. She's oh, doing she's great. No, she's, she's, she's wonderful. She's eclipsing, like, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Jennifer Lawrence was the it girl for like five years. Yeah. So, yeah. Like she's kind of. She had a run and then she's like, okay, I don't really need to be in everything anymore. Like, like Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Amy Adams was the woman that was in every Oscar nominated film that you've never seen. It's like Amy Adams in The Twilight Years. And you're like, I didn't even know it was a movie, but she was in it. She Remember, she would just. The last like five movies she was in, with the exception of a few. She was in. They weren't like commercially successful they were just critically she, acclaimed i think the fighter and contact n- no it wasn't Arrival. contact it was like something it was called something like it wasn't contact contacts with uh contacts with charlie sheen and jody foster jody foster there you go charlie sheen's in that I'm talking about the 90s one, Contact. Yeah, right, where she sees her dad. You're right. In the dish. McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah, he's in that, Contact. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Right. But what's the one that Amy Adams is in? It's like she's in the. It's like with aliens. It's oh, it, it seems like the arrival. Arrival. I was like, it has something to do with the arrival. Some contact, but it's not contact. That was a good flick. Arrival. It was cool. I thought it was a great idea. Language. Yeah. We all speak uh, some form of language that we can translate. She's an interpreter. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Bob Shell is going to be uh, one out. that you're going to you're going to check out. It should be yeah. good. Yeah, I think that one will probably be the first one uh, that I see, uh, unless I'm forgetting. How's your Disney Plus uh, fare holding up? Oh my gosh, I love it. Isn't it great? The Mandalorian is so good. I started uh, watching it. Oh my god. Okay, so what do you know? Has, I mean, you know Baby uh, Yoda, obviously. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Uh I I I understand things are happening or happened with Baby Yoda in, in episode 7. Uh, so I'm excited to get there. What I like about Disney Plus is the excitement hasn't waned for me. Like it's it's dimmed down. It's not like first day, but but everything is still so great on there. There's so much material. I go to Disney Plus before I go to anything else now. Me too. Netflix right. or, Me too. Yeah, I did start watching The Crown on Netflix, so that's been taking up a little bit of time. But Disney Plus is still my go-to when I'm like alone. I'm sitting down. I'm like Disney Plus. What's what are we gonna watch tonight? Because there's just so much. I mean, Home Alone's on there. Like it's got everything. I know. I started actually watching uh, Daybreak. Have you heard oh, of Daybreak? How is it? Yeah. How is it? I've, it's I've good. It's good. It's funny and good. It's like uh, Zombie Land, but like the TV show, but like not really? zombies. Daybreak. Like all the adults die. Like it, check it children, out. children aren't affected. So there's all these like children gangs. Yeah, and it's it's good. I I watched like four episodes and I was like, okay, I'll finish this. Um, oh. and The Witcher. Oh, I saw something for that. Is it good? They've been promoting well, the shit out of that. It's interesting. The Witcher, I yeah, think, that was like suggested. I think it's like Dungeons and Dragons, or like <laughs> the or, Warlocks, or a, or, a, or a video game, or you know, like a novel. But it's very like Game of Thronesy, but like more magical. And you know, the main character's uh, Superman. So, is it one of those shows that when you watch, you have to say it with emphasis? Like if Hey, it comes in, it goes, Hey, babe, what are you watching? You go, The Witcher. I go the witch, the witch, the witch. Yeah, I, I I do feel weird when I say it. The Witcher, it's like weird, but uh, there's like there's like enough cool characters that um I'm sticking with it. Jeff, I think, uh, the witch. What's this movie? Did you watch Marriage Story? No, but I have to. I heard I heard I need to watch that. Again, dude, Scarlett Johansson, holy shit. Her and Adam Driver, so good. Adam Driver, Scarlett's obsessed with him for some reason. Kylo, oh yeah, I know. Jem was watching this documentary, or this show, I forget what it was called, but it was about the cartels and and Mexican people fleeing their country to come here, and really interesting kind of stuff. And she goes, she started getting really into it. She's like, ah, I'm just, it's amazing to watch this, and what, they're doing and, and she's like oh thank god they got she's talking out loud thank god they got caught by the government not the cartel in this and finally she comes in she goes i'm so glad some of my ancestors 
crossed over here to give me this life. I'm like, okay, you were born in Northridge up the road. Stop comparing yourself to like fling the cartels. You're like four generations separated. And she's like, no, really, when you look at this generation, so I was like, okay. So I started watching it and I was like, it really opened my eyes. I'm like, no, oh, wow. It's, it's, I always knew it was an issue and people are trying to get a better life to come here. Right. It's really amazing when you look at it why people are leaving Mexico. It's not just for, I need to find a job. It's like people are getting slaughtered. No, like yeah, it's like 80 people are getting gunned down in a day and like nobody does, doesn't even make the news here. No. It's amazing. I yeah, would dude. fucking leave too. I would do everything I could yeah. to get the fuck out of there. Right. That's why when, when Trump kept saying like it's a caravan no. of, of, of yeah. criminals and I was like, aren't they trying to get away from like crazy criminals that like we don't even know about that like we only see in movies but like yeah. are real? It opened my eyes a lot, and I've always been for, not for illegal immigration, but I, it was never an issue to me of like, all these Mexicans coming to stop them. It's not. It's not an issue at all. It's already but now, crowded. What's a little more? Right. But it gives me sympathy, like more sympathy now of like, oh, you're not just leaving because it sucks there and you need a job. It's like, oh, you're running for your life. No. Imagine, imagine like getting gunned down and... Boynton Beach, Florida, or L.A., like in record numbers. Wouldn't you try to leave? I would. And, and, and don't do you think about this, ready? What would it take to get you to like leave your home? And I'm not talking about right Pennsylvania suburbs. I'm talking about the country that like is govern like governs you. Yeah. You know, like they want to leave right. that, con- con- that government because it's so bad. It has yeah. nothing to do with like. I'm going to go to the land of hopes and dreams and, <laughs> and, you know, get the American dream. And oh fuck you. That that's such a joke. Yeah. It's still survival of the fittest. It's just at least our government like sur- supplies healthcare. Right. We're not gutting you down in record no. numbers and the police corruption at a minimal, by the way, the police corruption in Mexico is like insane. It's the worst on planet earth. Like you could send the governor of whatever Mexican state could send the police to take down a drug dealer and they'll never get there because they're either killed or bribed. And they're usually bribed. Money just makes the world go around there. I mean, everywhere. But yeah. there, you hear about people getting caught with weed. And instead of going to jail, the cops are like, give me 100 bucks. And you, they do. And they're all, it's just, everybody can be bought there. That's why the cartels who have infinite money with billions of dollars pretty much own the country. Right. I know. That's why, uh, you know, I, when people talk about like socialism, I'm like, Okay, but then at least these like millionaires wouldn't rule the world, like right. they, or at least rule they wouldn't rule the country. Uh, they wouldn't yeah. have like any power because money wouldn't matter. It's so corrupt. I wish right. I knew the name of the documentary. Reed. Matt Clark and I have all the facts. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, but uh, it does it does give me sympathy for you know what else? Uh, Knives Out, Ford v Ferrari, and I want to see uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But I just yeah. I haven't like gotten there yet. There's so many like exciting movies that I want to see. Right, that's more of like end of the trip, it's like yeah. a feel good kind of. Like maybe but, wait until I'm on my couch when I can watch it. Right. Yeah, I was thinking that's probably like, you know, Netflix thing. Uncut gems. I want to see Sandler's performance. Yeah, I heard that was really good. You could get like an Oscar nomination for it. He's been really talking about that too. It's awesome. Are you going to watch Eddie Murphy tonight, Saturday Night Live? Oh, dude, you just, thank you for reminding me. I keep, like, forgetting throughout the day because I, I kept thinking their season was over. Or, the, you know, they were taking a break. Yeah. Now he's back. We can we can wrap it up now, too, if you want. If, if we can put, tonight, it feels like a good time to put it in the W if you're feeling that. Yeah, let's slice. We're at the hour mark. 
We're at the hour mark. Uh, but I will say Eddie Murphy is going to be great tonight. Uh, it's like the first time in like 30 years or something. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Since he was like a cast member, right? Yes. Oh, That's I got to crowbar this in. Two minutes. Take it. Chevy Chase. I saw him live. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you this why it's still topical. I love Chevy Chase. Um, the interviewer was awful. That uh, let me say, I don't love Chevy Chase. I love Chevy Chase movies. I don't love. Yeah, him. he's yeah. kind of an asshole. Yeah, um, and he's known for it. But I, I saw him live, and the interviewer was so bad. Uh, oh. He knew it. The audience knew it. The interviewer, she knew it. She was like an XM supermodel. And oh god, Bryce looked at me. He got the tickets, and he goes, "What?" I mean, he goes, I know he's a curmudgeon and he's grumpy, but like he has to go to his manager after this and go, where the fuck do you find these people? Yeah. One of her questions was, you worked with Steve Martin and John Candy. Would you work with John Candy again? Uh, The man's been dead for 25 years, but apparently she didn't know that. And then uh, she said, you were in this Netflix movie, Live, Love, Laugh. Would you do it again? And he said something funny and he was kind of cranky, but he was talking. He gave people what they wanted to see. She goes, would you do a movie like Live, Love, Laugh Again? And he goes, well, it reminds me of The Three Amigos. And he starts telling a story. It was great. And then she goes, would you ever do a movie like Live, Love, Laugh Again? And you realize she's only reading what's on these cards and nothing else. And whenever he threw a gem out there that you would – like someone like you and I would jump on, yeah. she, she just went to the next question. So he goes – I saw John Candy right before he died, and he was eating this huge turkey, and it was insane to think. And we all wanted him to stop doing that, but unfortunately, he ended up dying. That's where you would jump in and go, "What was that like?" Or you know, yeah, like who did you, did you hear from? Like who did you call first? Like yeah, of course we would have taken. Not it. at all. She looked down and go, "Would you ever do?" Or no, the question. Next question was, "Where was uh, vacation filmed in the theme park, Wally World?" He doesn't know that. He's an actor. Go to IMDb. It was filmed at Six Flags in, in, in Magic uh, in Canyon Country. But that's such a bad question. You wouldn't ask uh, Luke Skywalker. You wouldn't ask Mark <sighs> Hamill. Who was the third grip <laughs> on Revenge of the Jet? I don't know. I'm a fucking actor. Ask me like questions about my life. She was so <laughs> bad. I, it, it was so uncomfortable. It was oh great to watch God. him, but she was awful. Like I don't I know, know what you mean, dude. I feel like they keep doing this. They keep giving interview jobs to people who do like I don't know, like the news, and they don't know anything about. It's like find the person in your little fucking backstage program director right. area who knows the most about this and have them do it. Like it was, there's their there's their break. She was so bad. Even like a local news anchor would be better. Even a journalist that never heard of Chevy Chase would be better. It was just so bad. You should have someone who's not familiar with his stuff. Right. To the to this day, Bryce and I will text each other once a day, and he'll say, "Who was the food caterer on the Three Amigos?" And I'll go, "Would you ever work with John Belushi again?" Even though he died in 1981, it was just so bad. But he is. He is an asshole. Did you ever uh, work with John Candy? I, was I can't believe he didn't. These stories on him. Um, apparently, he's like one of the worst guys to work with ever, which is why his career yeah. kind of took a shit in like the 90s. Uh, Chris, yeah. There's a Netflix show called The Movies That Make Us, and they talk about Home Alone. And Chris Columbus, who directed that, said he was directing 
Christmas vacation, and after two days, he said to John Hughes, "Like I cannot work with Chevy Chase anymore. Apparently, he's he's like he is like a monster to work with." Well, I don't know he, how true that is, but he was, was on that show Community, and he yeah. basically got himself fired from it, and then rehired, and then fired again because he would leave voicemails on the writer's phone saying, "Listen, you don't know what funny is." I wow. know what funny is. I know what funny is. I've been doing this for 50 years. So I bet you any I bet you anything. I mean, the time they're filming Christmas Vacation, he was like the top guy back then. It was like he if was, he didn't yeah. if he didn't think something was funny, he wasn't like budging until they would like remove it from the script. Yeah, that's you know? kind of what they said. He was like a, a know-it-all. They were talking about how bad he was and it's kind of hard it's kind of hard for me to see that cuz I like his movies a lot and I, I think he's like a good actor. Yeah. Uh, and he said but something I can during. See it. I could see it. He said something during during the Q and A that was kind of cool though. They the interviewer asked a question. This one was submitted by the audience, so it was actually a good question because it wasn't from her. But it said, "What what advice would you give to like a writer, or an actor, or somebody trying to make it?" He he said, "Just do what you love doing every day of your life." He goes, "I write down something every day, an idea for a script." He's like, "It probably won't ever get made. Maybe it will." But every day I'll sit down and write down something that's creative and I'll, I'll get it out there and I'll work on it. So it's like whatever you do, whether it's writing or acting, just do it every day. And I thought that was like a really stand-up answer. That's what everyone says. Yeah. That's what every right. successful writer or you know, whatever, uh, anyone who's got good ideas that they make money from, um, they say they write down their shit every day or they do that every day, even if it's for five minutes. I mean, I play with myself every day. I love doing that. How we do? I'm really good at it. Really good. Anyway, that's going to be our time for the gentleman in charge of Black Panther redistribution marketing in third world countries to the uh, next Star Wars trilogy, Genesis and Adaptation, Jonathan Assinger, to the man in charge of watching a bootleg of The Rise of Skywalker purchased by a third world country website tonight. It's ridiculous. I'm Matthew Clark. Thank you for listening to Comic John Thirty Five Clark the Shark. Good night, everybody. Peace. That's big. Thank you. Uh.